Hello and welcome back to another Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart, the founder of Red Wolf CrossFit, and today we're going to talk about the importance of recovery after an intense training session. So whether you're a professional athlete or a weekend warrior, it's essential to give your body the time and attention it needs to recover from the stresses of exercise. And exercise is a form of stress on the body, okay? There's a lot of bad stress, but exercise is a form of good stress, and it triggers adaptations that lead to improved performance, but it also creates micro tears in the muscle fibers and increases inflammation. So these are normal responses to exercise, but without proper recovery, they can lead to injury, decreased performance, and burnout. So we're going to talk a little bit about what proper recovery looks like. Uh, First and foremost, it's about giving your body enough time to heal, kind of a no-brainer there. And this means taking a break from exercise and also allowing your muscles to repair themselves. But that could be something as simple as just taking a day off. And it also means getting enough sleep, nourishing your body with the right nutrients. And uh, for some, recovery may mean taking a rest day or two from exercise each week. Um, I know I do. Uh, For others, it might mean taking a week off for every two to a few months to avoid overtraining. And it really just depends on how experienced you are in your fitness levels. And obviously, this is where our coach comes in because we can help you determine what is enough and what is too much. Um, In addition to taking time off, there are several other methods that can help speed up the recovery process. And we've covered some of these subjects before. So we've covered hydration, food intake, or nutrition. And then uh, today specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, stretching, foam rolling, and active recovery. So just to back up, was briefly cover hydration here to help me is danny danny let's give your thoughts on hydration give me like your reader's digest 30 second (laughs) so 30 second uh yeah hydration is very important right we need water to flush out the toxins in our systems we need water to build muscle right we need water to regulate our metabolism right away okay the more we sweat the more water intake we need and sodium intake we need so hydration is very key to muscle building, it's very key to muscle recovery. It's also very key to you know sleep regulation and all those things. 100%. And I think one of the biggest things we see with a lot of the people we work with is that they're dehydrated. Oh. And that's something that's very easy that we can fix right away. I guarantee, like a lot of you, a lot of people listening, or a lot of people out there who think they're hydrated are probably not. They're probably at like 80, 85 percent of their max hydration levels for sure. It's really hard to stay on a consistent hydration level from day to day basis. Yeah, I know I struggle with that as well. There are days where I just don't drink enough water. Yeah, 100 percent. All right, moving on to number two. We've talked about this before too. Nutrition. So eating a balanced diet, rich in protein, carbohydrates, and healthy fats is essential for recovery and just your overall health in general. Tell us a little bit more, Danny, about you know what makes nutrition so important. Nutrition is key to everything, right? Like everything that we're going to do, everything that you want to accomplish, nutrition is your baseline for where you need to be. So if you want to gain muscle or lose weight or you want to feel healthy or you want to lift good, it's all about key eating, right? And focusing on three big things in your mindset of like how much protein intake I'm eating, right? How many calories in and out am I getting? And what source of these calories is it coming from? Is it, is it processed? Is it not processed? things like that. Like, what am I looking at specifically there? Exactly. That's awesome. Let's get into our main subject today. So the, the main subject of our podcast today, we're going to be talking about stretching, foam rolling, and active recovery. So let's talk about stretching and foam rolling first. So these techniques can help increase blood flow to the muscles, reduce inflammation, and prevent injuries. So Danny, why don't we start off with stretching? Okay, let's start there. So there are two types of stretching we can think about, right? 
we have um, active or we have uh, static stretching mm -hmm. and we have ballistic stretching. Okay, so static stretching is what most of us consider to be stretching, which is going to a position and holding it for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. right? 10 second count, a minute, whatever, whatever it is, right? And then we have our ballistic stretching, which is movement inside the muscles, right? So think about doing like a high knees or uh, butt kickers, right? Or mm -hmm. leg swings, things like that. Hip that, circle. Hip circle. Well, yeah, hip circle is very similar to it as well. Mm -hmm. And those are ballistic, which means we're just adding movement into the range of motion, right? So the biggest difference between the two is, and I, you know, they're good. you need both, right? 100%. We, we got to have both in there. Uh, the biggest one is ballistic one is to do beforehand. So think about, you know, a body in motion will stay in motion. A body in rest will stay in rest, right? So if you're staying in a static hold, right, and you're going to get up, now I'm going to go try and go run a 400 meters. It's probably not ideal for your muscle mass because you just went from stretching that muscle out as far as it could go to increase your mobility and then getting up real fast and then going into like a fast fast twitch muscle movement, right? Exactly. Oh, would you say, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I just have a quick question no, for you just because um, I think this would really help everyone. Would you say that um, the ballistic stretching and with the static stretching, that with the static stretching, you also don't get enough blood flow to prep you for something like you said, like a run? Well, yeah. Um, in that sense, you would, I mean, think about it. If, if like, we'll use the run, we'll use running as an ideal, right? If I want to run 400 meters, 300 meters, 200 meters, I need to be movement. I need blood flow inside my muscle mass right there. So me sitting in me sitting in a static position or me sitting down. So just think about just sitting down and in, in, like on, on your butt as a very comfortable style. Just sit there for a minute. And I want you to jump up as fast as you can and run at 400 meters. It's probably not ideal to your muscles. You're probably going to cramp up mm -hmm. or you're probably going to, as soon as you finish the run, you're going to have a quick uh, release of blood flow into you and then you're going to have that like that lactic acid burn in yeah. your legs and your chest right yeah it's like you just start seizing up right like you start there's nothing you can do to control it doing ballistic stretching will get that blood pumping now it's ideal to get you movement inside of it right right so that's why that's good to do like that's good to do prior to movement is to have movement and range of motion things now it doesn't have to be fast like that's one of the mis misconceptions is like well i you know high knees i gotta pump my knees as fast as i can I gotta, I gotta do all these things and go with it but you know you don't need to do that right away it could just be a nice slow continuous movement yeah so one of the things we can do if you think about ballistics is like we can put you know the hip circle comes into play too right i, I can do a hip circle going side to side that is still technically a ballistic stretch even though i'm not f like going full speed or full movement or like full intensity all right i'm still stretching out the muscle to an extended point coming in getting blood flow right there so that's really the biggest difference between the two and identifying the difference of when you need them okay both. Yeah. right so basically just to summarize you want to avoid static stretching prior to the workout but you want to do it post-workout correct is, is there a certain like should you is would you say that defeats the purpose to static stretch directly after or should we wait like a few hours no, it doesn't defeat the purpose. The best time to static stretch, ideally, is to when you have blood flow moving through the body, okay. right? So if you think about it, the best time to improve your mobility or the best time to get better at mobility is post-workout. Okay. Because now you've taken those muscles, right, which is what working out is you extended them as far as they could go, right? You know, and we tore, them, you know, tore the muscle down a little bit, and now the muscle is going to start rebuilding. That's the best time to infiltrate the muscle to increase the capacity. So if I want to, if my goal is to touch my toes, right? 
The best time to do it is after the workout. Now I'm loose, I'm warmed up. I can reach for my toes and hold for a few seconds and then bring it back. Now you might develop a little bit of cramping. You might develop a little bit of uncomfortability because that's lactic acid wanting to fill that area inside your body. And that's what that feeling is necessarily, right? So it's, it's better to do it then. If you do it post-workout, or pre-workout, I should say, and you spend your time, which a lot of us do, right? I mean, I know I like to spend mm-hmm. time stretching out certain areas. But with the problem with that is, like, you know, you can static stretch early to get the blood flowing. That's fine, right? But then you have to get some sort of ballistic or warm-up prior to it so that the body can understand what's happening next, right? Well, yeah, I, I 100% agree also because, you know, you're going from just, you know, a static state to where – now you're forced to make these violent muscle contractions, especially in CrossFit. So that's where the ballistic stretching comes in. As a well, even weightlifting too, right? So a lot of times, like if you wanted to do a, a back squat today, right? You spend all that time stretching out your hips and you take your legs and your quads. And you're spending a lot of lower body time of, of holding it because, oh, it feels good. It's so tight, right? And then you get up and you start squatting and then you got to jump into like, you know, you skip the air squat and you're like, oh, I'm right. just going to load the bar and I'm going to throw it on there. Yeah. And then you crap out at some point because you've hit a wall. You hit the wall because your muscles weren't technically ready for yeah, it Yeah, they, they weren't prepped enough. They weren't okay. prepped enough for that. So that's what I mean by that. So it could be weightlifting. It could be it could be running, which is monostructural stuff. It could be just your typical Metacon stuff. So to help increase that, what we want to do. So when I say that, what's a good thing for you to do like pre-workout, right? Um, one of the best things you can do is foam roll. We love foam rolling, right? Yeah, let's get into foam rolling. That's yeah. our number two, actually. So uh, let's get into like. So this is definitely different in terms of how it increases blood flow um, and increases <laughs> and f- foam rolling is good. So yeah. let's chat about foam rolling. Yeah. So foam rolling is sort of what they call SMS, right? The static my- myofunctional stretching, which is. Uh, in terms, it's like getting a massage. So it's, what we're doing is we're going to put pressure into your muscle mass or put pressure into your muscle system. And then I'm going to push really hard in that area. When I pull it away, it's going to get a lot of blood flow in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, the muscles aren't what they are. They're not what you think they look like underneath the skin. Right. Think about spaghetti noodles. Right. And they're all like they're really long and they're all intertwined with each other. Right. Holding up. So picture, if you can picture that in your mind, those spaghetti noodles, that's your muscle fibers. Now, inside those muscle fibers, they, there's, there's blood, there's water, there's all kinds of stuff that keep it liquid. And one of the things that form in there is lactic acid, mm-hmm. which is a, it looks like milk, essentially, right? It looks like a watered-down milk variation, okay? That stuff gets in there, and it fills up, and that lactic acid, that's a byproduct of, your, of high oxygen intake into a muscle mass area. So that's kind of what that is. So to get that, and that's what soreness comes from. That's what knots come from. That's what those things come from, right? So you got to push that out. So static stretching, ballistic stretching, get the muscles moving necessarily, but they don't necessarily push out that, that acid that can build up in mm-hmm. one specific area. So to do that, they have the foam roller for you guys, right? Yep. And so the foam roller, one of the, you know, one of the things you do with the foam roller, I see this all the time, you take the roller, you put it on the floor, you put the muscle in there, and you just roll back and forth in different directions, yeah, like right? Ten times, and then we're, we're good. Yeah, then we're good, right? <laughs> Which isn't bad. I Like, that's at least you did it. Mm-hmm. Something's better than nothing. Yes. Right? So but that's there kinda, are better ways to do so, it. So, yeah, there are uh, more efficient ways to increase your um, pain tolerance, to increase soreness, like to get rid of those areas, to increase our ability to move better, right? Mm-hmm. And what you want to do is you want to take that foam roller, um, the crossball, softball, whatever it is, right? And we're going to put it into the spot, right? 
So think, let's take calf, for example. The calf is always one of the sore spots on any individual, 100%. Right? I hate rolling out my calves. Yeah. I mean, I hate rolling because it's so painful. But, like, take about you know, we go to our calf and we put it in, say, um, the side of our calf right there. And we're going to get on top of that calf. And the first thing you do is you push back and forth. Well, what you should do is you put it on the calf. You find that spot that's really tight. And now you're going to hold it. Mm-hmm. Just going to sit there and hold it. You can hold it for a 10 count, 30 seconds, whatever works for your mind, okay? And then once I hold it, I'm going to start moving the areas around it. So if it's my calf, think about moving my foot back and forth into flexion, dorsiflexion, which means moving it up and down or side to side or maybe ankle circles because I got that knot or I got that soreness in the calf from standing, walking, jumping, running, whatever it may be. Right. So that's how I have to get it out. Mm-hmm. So like just rolling it back and forth is going to alleviate stress from it. Sure, it's going to get good blood flow in there, but holding it right there and moving the other pieces around is going to increase the blood flow better for you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I definitely noticed a difference when – I started doing that more. I used to do like, I mean, even recently I used to do the traditional way of just like smashing myself, like rolling fast back and forth. But mm-hmm. really all it did, I mean, it felt good, but that was about it. It was amazing. Yeah. But... It feels like a massage. But then, but then once I actually start holding, yeah. I realized that it was actually more efficient for me to do that too. It actually saved me time because it like when I go back and forth fast, when I foam yeah. roll, like I don't really get, you know, I really didn't get that much out of it. But when yeah. I actually was like, was more static on there, just let it hold, just let my muscles release. I felt I felt like it was more effective. There was a study published in 2015 from, I want to believe from University of Fullerton, but it could have been another UC school, but it was out here in Southern Cal where they had people who had frozen shoulder um, or shoulder limitations, mm-hmm. right? And they had them do a foam rolling class or a foam rolling session where they had them, they had one group go in and just do the basic where you roll it back and forth and then do their static stretching. And they had the second group go in and actually hold it, move their muscles around. And what they found is there was like a 15% more increase in their range of motion from the people who would hold into like the lat area and then move the shoulder around as far as they could go mm-hmm. in one direction. So doing that will increase your mobility right away, which will increase your ability to get into static positions, which overall increases your ability to put muscle and strength on that area. So that's why it's important to do those things and take that time. Although you might feel rushed or things like that, but I mean, it's like having a segment down and it doesn't take long to do that. I think a lot of people I see, I spend, I see people foam rolling for like 20 minutes a day Mm -hmm. in certain areas, but in in the reality, you need to spend about 30 to 60 seconds in one area and that's plenty. That's all you need for one Mm -hmm. time. And then you can move on. And then if you did that every day, like it just, it should decrease in time because the muscle should push it through right? In different areas. Right. hundred percent. So that's one type. So that, that's one type is the foam rolling, which is your basic one, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, one that's coming up now that a lot of people have getting more into is, uh, like the hypervolt or the percussion guns mm-hmm. and, um, foam rollers and things like that. Now that is still SMS technology, but it's adding percussion to it. And that's a really good tool for you because that alleviates stress and pain immediately. Right? So that's going to go, that's going to flush out the system a lot quicker but it's not going to improve your range of motion as a, as a static hole or as a, uh, a traditional foam roller would. Mm-hmm. It's just going to increase your range of motion. It's going to give you temporary relief, much like a TENS unit, which sends the shocks through. They just give you temporary relief for you know 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it may be. But that's going to come immediately right back as soon as you go right back into movement. So like say your bicep's really tight and you hypervolt the bicep and then you go and do bench press because now you feel your range of motion. As soon as you're done benching, right? Or as soon as you're done with that workout for the day, it's going to come right, that flush is going to come right back in there yeah. and you're going to have a hard time with those muscle masses and you're just, you know, continuously hypervolting is not a bad thing, but we just haven't, 
we haven't seen anything since the hypervol since the technology's come out that's increased your mobility quite like just a traditional foam roller yeah. or traditional like um, masseuse would do or things like that. Exactly. So basically, just two different methods, two different results. Yes, yeah. both good. Both have their point. Like not saying you could do one or the other. You know, the hypervolt. I use it every day. It leave, mm-hmm. it gives me a good. It, it wakes my muscles up, gets me going. Right. But I still hypervolt. I mean, I still foam roll on a continuous basis to increase my. Uh, mobility or my range of motion especially inside my shoulders my hips and my knees for sure awesome let's move on to uh, our last one then uh, we're gonna talk about active recovery and active recovery is engaging in low impact activities and this could be something as simple as yoga or it could be walking um, it could be even like a really easy bike ride or something to help increase blood flow to the muscles and what this does is it promotes healing without putting additional stress on the body um, yeah. Well, I would, I would also say it like this for you guys to remember it. Um, think about active recovery as active movement, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't, ha- it's not meant to be intense. It's any type of movement without high volume repetition. So if I just did a hard running workout, like an active walk, just walking my dog down the street, just a casual pace, right? That's active recovery. That's mm-hmm. active movement. Getting on a biker with a damper at one and biking for 10 minutes, that's active recovery. Mm-hmm. Right, like going to the grocery store is technically active recovery, right? Yeah. With what we're doing, so it doesn't have to be like this super intense thing in your mind. Yeah, the intensity should definitely be low. It should be low, should and be the movement should just be casual. Yeah, be right? low impact, something that doesn't put any kind of stress on the body. The heart rate shouldn't get jacked up at all. It yeah. should it should be above a a resting pace, obviously, but it should be enough to where you're stimulating blood flow throughout your entire body without stressing you out like you should be able to have a conversation while doing it yeah. essentially and think about this and there's a difference between active rest and total rest total rest is doing nothing yeah total rest is like i am sitting on the couch watching tv for eight hours right like that's a total rest type day mm-hmm. and active rest is like i'm getting up and i'm going to take a lap around the block talk to my you know significant other we're gonna have a conversation or talk on the phone to whoever right and that's i'm just having a nice get some vitamin d out there walking around that's an active movement yes yeah. Yeah. yeah and and active recovery it just me personally i like to have it be 30 plus minutes of constant constant movement um and an hour for me is ideal so like walking for an hour straight uh i find when i don't do it long enough that i don't quite get the full benefits i feel Mm. like when i when i when i fully when i get when i reap the full benefits of it is when i do it for a long time consistently um yeah, and I, mean, I feel like it feel like it just stimulates my blood flow even more, and and and, you get, and I recover better that way. I mean, I have a whole routine where I do like I do like a whole stretching routine, active like I do ballistic, I like a full ballistic warm up, mm-hmm. and then I do a, a full active movement where I like to I like to right. bike a lot, and then do banded things where it's just like I keep it like a workout in my mind. Yeah. So it stays more sta- like um, stationary or more. I I'm more committed to it. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to be very disciplined not to push yourself right and not to go hard and be like exactly well you know I, I could run right now like yeah. it's like no that's not the point the point is just to get the joints feeling good get some blood flow that so that tomorrow or the next day when i go back to working out i it doesn't hit me like a ton of bricks a lot of times with people they take a full total rest day like oh, i'm taking a rest day and they just take the whole day off right and they don't really do much activity throughout mm-hmm. the day and then they come back to work out the next day and it's they're like twice as sore yeah the they, they twice actually feel worse yeah, yeah. And that, the reason for that is because your body's like on a rest break. It's actually calming down, which it needs those things, right? It yeah. totally needs that. But like having the activity moving around is you're keeping the blood flow, and you're keeping the lactic acid at bay. You're getting blood flow pushing through your lymphomic system, which is your skin system, which is flushing those toxins out, right? You should be still hydrating, you should mm-hmm. still be eating. 100%. All those things should, like you should, 
should just carry right on over. Just because I take a rest day doesn't mean I throw everything out the window. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I yeah, I mean, this is kind of kind of goes in hand in hand, right? Is like sometimes it can get easy to get thrown right into the intensity thing, just because we're just so used to that, and we think that's the only way we're going to see results. Whereas, you know, the active recovery will still give you results, but just in a much different stimulus. What you will find is when you first start working out, it's really easy to take days off. Yeah. Because you're like, you know, I'm so sore. I'm so beat up. I can't do this. When you've been working out for a while, it's really hard to take days off because you're like, oh, my God, I didn't work out. I'm not, I'm not going to get fitter. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just lost my ability to improve my clean now because I didn't come on Monday. Exactly. Right? You know, it's like that's how you – so it's a little bit – you have to be more dis- – it takes more discipline to get that right. activity out of there, right, or get that rest inside your body. Yeah. And I, I find the best time to do my active recovery stuff is on the weekends because – um, a, lot, a lot of times I know not everyone can make it in for classes in the mornings on the weekends. So yeah. the weekends are a great time to get active recovery in. Like go to the beach, get a walk in, do yeah. a light bike ride on the beach, cool. play some beach volleyball, whatever. There's also one piece of this too. Like um, there's one piece of this that people don't think about. Taking an active rest or an active recovery is also a mental break from what you do. So yeah. think about this. Like if, if you work out in a CrossFit box or CrossFit mm-hmm. gym like five days a week, which is great. You're probably seeing great improvements. Getting outside and doing things away from there, like going for a bike ride, going for a walk on the beach, yeah. right? That mentality or that mental break will help you, right, in terms of like refocusing or repurposing your goals to achieve them better, right? Exactly. Like, you're not burning yourself out. Yeah. If you show up to the gym, like, ah, yeah, I'm going to show up to the gym and ride the bike in the gym that you're working out every day at. Mm-hmm. It just, it's continuing to mount up upon you. Exactly. So you're stressing your system out without even really thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, you got to get out of the same four walls. I mean, th- this is one of the hardest things for me because I'm always here. <laughs> <Same> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, you and I are both always here. So that's why, you know, you have your garage gym. So it's nice to get out of this environment and work out in your garage. And for me, I like, you know, going to Disneyland with the kids and just that's my active recovery yeah. while I walk around. Or, I'll, you know, I'll just play with them at the park and I'll chase them yeah. at the park. But, yeah, sure. I don't I don't. There are times where I force myself not to be within the same four walls. Yeah, you have to. Like, and, I, and we tell you that from our experience because we're here all the time. But we tell that in your like in terms of an athlete, you know, if I, when I was just competing only and like not working at the gym all the time, you know, I would go work at I would go work out at a different gym than the gym I coached at. Yeah, just to get a break of just variety of yeah. different people. Yeah, different get a different things. scenery. You right. Know? The um the last thing I'll say about the rest for everyone, and this phrase was told to me years ago by a mentor of mine, but he said. You should choose rest before rest chooses you. A hundred percent. That's a great phrase. It's a great phrase to share with you guys. We're naming that this the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because one of the things you don't think about is we don't take breaks. We don't take time off. And then our body will break down. Either we'll get sick, we'll catch a cold, yep. or we'll pull a muscle or something worse, right? And that's because we're not taking time off. We're not taking self-care or the importance of self-care to refresh our body in terms of fitness. So think about that as you guys are listening to all this stuff. I know it's a lot. We threw a lot at you today. But the, the reality of it is, you know, take rest days. It's okay. You're not getting less fit because mm-hmm. you took a rest day. You're, yeah. not, you're not losing something because you took a rest day, right? Exactly. And, you know, it's a good place to wrap it up. And yeah. re- remember that recovery is just as important as the workout itself. And by taking the time to care for your body after your workout, you're actually improving performance, preventing injury, and avoiding burnout. Yeah, um, which is very key to success Yeah, for a lot of us. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. If this content was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we, need, we know to make more just like it. Feel free to feel, follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit. Send us over any questions or comments there. We'd love to answer them for you. Till next time, good luck. 
Have, have fun. fun. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs>